ahead and start off with a recap. Uh, does anybody want to do that? I can do it from Gabriella's point of view. Absolutely, I'd love to hear it. Alright, so unbeknownst to the party, Gabriella has a pretty sizable amount of gambling debt. And upon receiving this letter with this person that she's corresponded to for a good while, and seeing an opportunity, she went ahead and took it. It's not that she doesn't appreciate the correspondence. It's more so that she has certain like financial needs that she needs to meet from certain people that she's trying to avoid. So she arrived at this manor where she met up with two other folks. And if you could all repeat your names for me so I can parse it into my brain forever. I remember a cane. If... Victoria. Victoria and... Deckard. Deckard. So... First impressions, mostly like, oh, that's fun. You you study literature towards Victoria. And, uh, oh, oh, you're one of those little ghost hunter type people. That's adorable towards Deckard. And uh, upon seeing some rather weird stuff, she kind of goes up and she talks to the lawyer. And the lawyer's like, hey, I don't want you to sign this. I think he's not in his right mind. I think this is all very sus. Please don't sign it. Gabriella signs it. Meanwhile, the host is talking all about how his home is probably haunted by something. The spirit of a very creepy, obviously evil tree that he chopped down and used the wood for in his house, because nothing is going to go wrong when you do that. Yeah, well, more so from Gabriella's point of view, it's, oh, this guy built a, a house on top of land that's sacred to a local group, and he's facing the consequences of that group of people being upset with him. Yeah, green wheel. The druids and everything. So after all of that, after all that set up, she finishes with the lawyer. She looks outside. It's like, oh, our delightful host, Amesley, is uh, outside staring into the middle distance in the woods during a storm. That's not good. So leaving her dog inside the house, she goes outside, tries to talk to him, freaks out, turns around, gets hit in the head with something, some sort of powder, and passes out and then wakes up in the foyer where everyone is screaming the maid runs away screaming and we're all trying to stick together and it's not working very well the lawyer's dead (laughs) he got uh, strung up as it were by something and then we just open the door into a room that is essentially the dead body of the our host Amesley his skeleton yeah the skeleton of our host so we saw him alive not too long ago so that leads to some conclusions all the while Gabriella has been trying very hard to remain skeptical but after the continued something is not right here energy of the situation she's starting to get a little bit more stressed and definitely worried that this might not be somebody's shadow self manifesting in a way that is causing harm this might be like actual goblins and ghouls yeah because we also saw a copy or shapeshifter of your dog outside well no Deckard saw the dog Deckard's the only one who saw the dog and Gabriella did not see it, and Gabriella is a bit of a skeptic, so... Mm, I don't know, did you really see a copy of a dog? Did you just imagine it? Deckard is going to refuse to acknowledge this <laughs> line of questioning, he's just... It's very clearly a bait at this point. <laughs> he's not, he is not giving in. Like, something about Deckard being upset about this is actually very comforting to Gabriella, so this is actually works out super great. And Victoria's pointing up at the viscera on the ceiling. Yeah. Tell me you don't believe in monsters. How do you explain that? Uh, very motivated druids, clearly. <laughs> we were downstairs the whole time. We didn't hear anything. 
They probably know the whole layout of this house. They probably have some ways in that we don't know about. How could someone do that to a person without us hearing? Unless they're not human. Guys, the door literally opened when I asked it. Is there anything we can do? I think we should maybe go see what we can do for the room, for the house. Oh god, that's a skeleton. Oh. That is where we begin. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Oh god, that's a skeleton. (laughs) Amazing. Oh god, there's a skeleton in the bed. And you all are quite sure that you just saw this man alive not decayed not dead not just bones in a bed with a nightcap on and very silken robe that he's wearing would you like to approach the body or would you all like to just gaze at it from the door oh no deckard is approaching that body yeah victoria is going to step closer too and can i roll archaeology to see if i can figure out without actually touching it how old these bones might be oh that's smart before you do that, I wanted to know what order are you entering into this room? I'm taking up the, the back, and I'm watching the door. I think I only have a kitchen knife with me right now as my only weapon, so... Okay. Deckard is taking the lead. He has his service revolver drawn. Okay. And Victoria's in the middle with her basically, like, hunting slash combat knife hmm. and flashlight. <laughs> All right. So you guys enter into the room, and there doesn't seem to be anybody in here. Just a pile of bones and an open window. Mm, I don't like that window being open. Everybody roll spot hidden, please. Yeah. Hey, Gabrielle, you're really good at this. Oh, uh, yeah. I took, like, all the soft skills. Ask me to do anything re- regarding, like, physical movement. <laughs> I'm immediately gonna fold like a paper towel. Deckard sees nothing. <laughs> also, if you guys wanted to know, the objective has changed. Oh, no. Yeah, I believe it says survive now. <laughs> cool. Hmm. I hate that. Mm-hmm. New objective, you see. So... Deckard and Victoria, as you enter into the room, you can't help but be drawn to the pile of bones, or the skeleton that's occupying the master bed, and that's where you first go. But, Gabriella, you feel the draft first, and you go towards the window, and without even looking outside, you see this yellowy powder on the windowsill. Hmm... And you see what look to be small little mushrooms kind of growing out of the wood frame of the window. Yeah, I don't know much about mushrooms. Hmm, this might be a little bit anachronistic, but Gabriella has studied psychology and psychoanalysis and is probably aware that some cultures use hallucinogenics as a form of treatment for psychological disorders. Could I roll psychology to see if I recognize the mushrooms? You gave me a really good <laughs> reason for that, so yes. Okay. I'm going to need a hard success, though. I got an extreme success. Wow. <laughs> you paid attention yeah. when they talked about mushrooms. I was, yeah, I, clearly. <laughs> if Deckard hears any mention of mushrooms, he's immediately just going to call bullshit. You can't have shared hallucinations, goddammit. These do not look like hallucinogenics. Okay. They don't look edible. These are definitely poisonous mushrooms. You don't know the name the tracks 
but it doesn't have the structure of one that would be a hallucinogenic. And as you're doing a little bit more of analysis on it, you have what again? I have what, 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 what? What was the weapon? You had a kitchen knife, right? Oh yeah, I have a kitchen knife on hand. Do you think Gabriella would pick at it with a with a kitchen knife? Gabriella's not a, a touchy person, and is more so regretting actions related to like going out to try to get Amesley. Ah. But she's definitely going to call a tent. Is it on the outside of the windowsill? Like, it's on the middle part of the windowsill. Okay, so like growing directly in the middle. Mm-hmm. So for it to have to have grown, the window probably would have been open for a while. Yes. I think I'll poke at it from a distance. Okay. Just to see if any of that powder like puffs up, because then that'll confirm what was used on me. Mm-hmm. So you poke it, and you see a yellow powder disperse onto the bottom from the gills underneath, and coats the windowsill. I think whatever knocked me out is growing on this windowsill. Could be growing other places. Deckard, as you approach the body, did you want to investigate it? Yes. Okay. How are you investigating it? Okay. So, first thing Deckard is going to see, is there like a blanket or anything covering the skeleton? Or is it just standing on it? Yes. Okay, he's taking that blanket off the the skeleton. As you take off the blanket, everybody needs to roll a con save. Or a constitution throw. No! Constitution throw. Oh no. Oh, come on. I was... Yeah! Wait, no! Deckard failed! Gabrielle is in great form after messing up every single roll last recording. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone who rolled well last recording is doing bad. Gabriella, on the other hand, perfect. I mean, granted, there's probably some mushroom goo growing inside of me. But we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Just eat some wasabi, you'll be fine. Yeah. I know that reference. As you pull back the covers, you see the spores, these yellow spores just lift off into the air. And the unsuspecting two at the bed, you inhale them and it burns <laughs> the back of your nose and down into your throats, and you can't help but cough. And you start to feel woozy, and your senses are dulled to a point where your eyes completely shut, and you pass out. Oh, that's not good. Gabriella, on the other hand, you're next to a window, and most of it goes out, (laughs) and being further away, the spores don't travel fast. You just kind of cover your nose. And this is the same thing that happened to me. I connect all the dots, obviously. And I'm like, okay, okay. But if this happened to me, how did I travel to the house? Um, okay. Gabriella's not very strong. (laughs) So so she goes over to Victoria first and kind of tries to shake her awake. Victoria, go ahead and roll that constitution check again. Hey, I succeeded. You start to wake up. Not ready. Five more minutes. And as you do, you just kind of cough out a ball of saliva of just this yellow gunk that was clogging your throat. Oh. 
This was very unpleasant. Uh, yeah, no, not pleasant. I think that might have been what the druids got me with outside. And my dog is still outside. Doesn't want to go into the bad vibes room, I'm sure. Yeah, it, it, he's... Bosco's just kind of chilling at the door. <laughs> Guard duty. Okay, good. Um, I, I give him a thumbs up, like, yeah, please stay out there. This is a bad space for a dog. Is this the same Bosco that still has jelly on his head? Oh, yeah, I marked his head. Yeah. So he, that's the right, that's the right Bosco. He's really well trained. He won't eat the jelly. And I go over to Deckard and try the same thing, shaking him by the, so- the shoulders. Deckard, in your advanced age, I'm going to need you to roll a constitution check with a disadvantage. No! Meanwhile, Victoria's standing up and like pulling her shirt over her face to get a look at the body. I st- wow! That's <laughs> I guess Oof. it's a regular success. You wake That's up a relief. and similarly nice. spit up all of that yellowish oh. gunk that's in the back of your throat. When you all found me, did I have any yellow gunk near me? Oh. There was some on your face. Victoria partially unrolls her sleeve a bit to show where she wiped it off and then rolls it back down. Okay, new rule and... Gabriella has a scarf on, and like, it's a very long scarf. It's like a driving scarf. And takes it and tears it into three pieces and kind of shoves one of the pieces into each of their hands. Then takes the other one and wraps it around face. So we're going to be doing this now. This mushroom stuff appears to be not just on that body, but on the windowsill, and it might be related to this house. I think they must have built it on something that, some sort of mold or something that is really spreading everywhere, especially with these mushrooms. Speaking of the mushrooms, by the way, as you guys stand up and look at the body, you see mushrooms on every bone. Many mushrooms (laughs) covering where the body once was. That explains the flesh being gone. Can we see the bones at all? You do see the bones. Gabriella, since you rolled so well with the psychology check. Yeah. You would know that usually mushrooms don't bother with bone. Yeah. These mushrooms, on the other hand, are eating the bones. You can see there's advanced decay on the bones themselves to where they're green and kind of sunken in to where the mushroom just seems to be eating down into the marrow. Oh, that is not... that is not a good thing. I'm not going to be able to tell how old these are. And if you'd stayed asleep longer, that might have happened to you. That's a very uncomfortable thought. Thank you for waking us up. Oh, yeah, I mean, it probably would have taken a couple weeks, but not a good time regardless. Did you still want to do archaeology? Sure. See if I can figure anything out. I have driving gloves. I give them to Victoria. I don't know if they'll help against, like, you know, things that are melting through bone, but... Well, she's not going to directly touch it. She's just examining from a distance. Alright. Go ahead and roll me that archaeology. Oh, yes, you did. 47. So, as you look at the body, bones aren't supposed to dissolve that fast. And you're equating that to the mushrooms. And you've studied the decay of creatures and everything. And you know how mushrooms typically they're the last phase of like the decomposition cycle they are the 
end of the food chain for most creatures. So, you've never seen them do it this fast, and as you're looking, you almost see as if one just chewed through a little bit in front of you. So would I be able to estimate maybe how long he's been dead, or...? You estimate anywhere between about two weeks to perhaps six months, as the six months is about how long these bones look like they should be here. But after seeing how quickly the mushrooms have dissolved the, the bone, you would have imagined the flesh would have been so much easier. It doesn't look like he's been dead very long, from what I can tell. So, there's still a chance that who we were talking to was Amesley earlier. In our early correspondence. I say anything about six months? Roughly? Possibly. The letter would have arrived to you about two weeks ago. Oh, Inviting us here. Have we corresponded with him before that, though, right? You believe so. Yes, yes, you do have. Yeah, sorry. And that would have been before he supposedly died, based on my estimate. Yes. And we recognize this as Amesley, right? It definitely seems to be Amesley. He's a little bit beyond recognition, but on his hand is a signet ring, uh, which seems to be the family crest. Okay, so Deckard takes a swig from his flask he has in his, in his pocket. You feel more burning than usual. No. He accepts this. <laughs> he made his choice. This is fine. Deckard pulls out his notes and he goes, Alright, I think I have an idea. Amesley, can you hear me? Are you in this room with us right now? Give me a sign, Amesley. Oh, please, there's no way that's going to work. Why, do you? Roll a cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, there's a mechanic where you can roll dice to make the ghost happen. <laughs> that is a hard success. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriella, five at a cult. Yeah, I went to a fortune teller once. I hated it. <laughs> and Victoria's just like, he asked the house, and the house showed us a skeleton. Why are you still questioning this? <laughs> That's why Deckard's just quiet, you. The window was open. There was a strong breeze. <laughs> and how do you explain the lawyer? In fact, you feel that strong breeze. Oh. But it seems to be pulling you towards the window. I go to the window again. And outside you see what looks to be your host, Amesley. I knew it! Amesley is not the deity from the tree that has taken your form. Does it want us to destroy you? No response. Oh, by the way, Victoria and Gabriella, you do not see this. Okay. <laughs> Who are you talking to? You see the old man go to the window, and if you guys follow him, you don't see anything in the back. I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, is it... Is this part of the spectacle? Like, you talk to the, the spirit? Dickers is... Victoria, I think... Maybe what was in the tree has possibly killed Amesley and has taken his form. Certainly explains the mushrooms. And that Amesley is still in this house. 
And that, for whatever reason, it needs us to destroy the house and Ainsley along with it for part of its nefarious plans. We certainly can't keep this house standing. It's growing a mushroom capable of melting through bone and knocking people out. You do realize that if we burn this house, we could be potentially damning Ainsley to a fate worse than what we could possibly know. I don't find that I believe in hell, but I'd rather these mushrooms not spread. Whatever Ainsley did to that tree probably put all the spores all over the place. It's a good idea. I think one of our best bets would be to check the site of the tree. But let's first check this room. There's a reason why Ainsley wants us to check. And sorry to cut you off, but oh no! As you're saying this, Bosco starts sparking. Oh no! You you turn around and you see him pointing. Oh yeah! I go outside to meet with Bosco, make sure he's doing okay, and I see where. He's just outside the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's just outside the door, and you see the butler. Oh. Pardon me. I didn't mean to frighten your dog. You're fine. Is Bosco still growling at the butler, or is it just, like, pointing out that the butler is here? He is pointing out that the butler is here. Deckard, you marked the staff, right? Yeah, we put something on the staff. Does he have drip barking? Bosco's not growling, but you do see that he's baring Mm. his teeth. Don't come any closer. I don't know if you saw the other room, but there's like two dead people here. And at this point, everyone's a suspect but the people who arrived tonight. Oh, right. Uh, that is going to be quite a mess to clean up. Did you did you miss the part where I said there were two corpses? Oh, they've been here for quite some time. Dicker's going to come running out and go, Gabrielle, I believe you're confused. Come, come, come back into the room. Bosco, you too. I know you're scared, but uh, uh, Mr. Butler, we're fine. Oh, no, no, no. Please, please come right this way. We have something for you that might be of interest in the basement. Deckard points his gun at the butler's face. <laughs> Does he have the mark on his hand? Oh, Does yeah. he have the mark? You see the mark on his hand. Okay, Deckard well... is still pointing the gun at the butler and goes, I'm sorry, but I don't trust you anymore. Gabrielle, please back away from the butler man. Well, you do have the gun, and you talk to a ghost, so I can't really argue with that. And I back away a little bit. You see the butler start moving forward. <clears throat> Decker just kind of does like a little point at the butler for Gabrielle and goes, Do you see what I mean? He, please, sir. Uh... Actually, you know what? Everyone in the room. <laughs> And the butler starts running after you. Oh, he's so professional. Victoria's just grabbing Gabriella and trying to yank her back into the. Oh yeah, no, Gabriella the- lets herself get yanked. Yeah, so you get yanked in. Deckard, roll dexterity. Oh yay! Oh boy. Or do you fire the gun? Oh god! You, you know what? I'm firing the gun because. I think this right. is a cult, one of the, the druids. He was far too calm about the body. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh no, what a mess that I have to clean. I was like, I don't know any butlers that good. Also, he said they've been there for a while. I actually was, it was 
kind of a big aha moment for me just now. Now it's a failure. Oh no. Let's see how bad of a failure. Oh, okay. So you pull the trigger on the gun and the bullet misses. And even though the gun has gone off, the butler is unfazed by it and continues oh. uh, charging you. Roll dexterity. Oh, this really confirms my suspicions. <laughs> Actually, no dodge. Oh no, I wish it was dexterity! Rip. Wow, a hard success for that! <laughs> hey, hey, oh! when, when we need it, when we need it, it appears. Decker's just not today! <laughs> you fire the gun, and as it misses the butler, you just kind of, alright, not staying around to find out, and you dive into the room. And, Victoria, do you close the door? Just slamming the door clo closed and, like, slamming myself against the door if anyone tries to bust through. Okay, Bosco, and I'd take Bosco in with me, obviously, so I'm not leaving. Yeah, I'm not Bosco leaving him out there for orders. to be butler meat. She has spent years playing tag with her older brother, so she knows how to brace the door so anyone can get in. There is a chest of drawers that is close to the oh. door that you can kind of move in front of it if you'd Perfect. like. That's what Deckard is definitely going to do. I could use a little help here. Okay, go ahead and roll strength. Alrighty. Deckard would like to relay to Gabriella and Victoria why he acted like that so they don't just think he's nuts. Are we missing something? Damn. Oh no. So, as you're pushing the chest of drawers, is your strength really a 20? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Deckard is smart. He's not super strong. Oh god, it's a bunch. We're a bunch of nerds stuck in a <laughs> fucking haunted house. Exactly. Says you. My strength is a fifty. What wow. the heck? Whoa. Strong female <laughs> character. Heck yeah. So, you start pushing the chest of drawers in front of the door, and as you do, it's not moving mm. fast, and it's very heavy, and. You hear banging on the door, and then finally, you see the butler's hand go oh. through the door. So Victoria has still braced against the door, and she has her dagger. Can I stab the hand? I need you to roll dexterity. Or, no, no, a dodge, sorry. Oh my god, it's heating up. It, wow, this, oh my gosh. <laughs> Butler combat, as it were. Oh no. <laughs> failed. Oh no. Yes, you did. You see, I was just thinking about how the maid disappeared suspiciously. She screamed, though. Like, she was like, oh no. Like, she had a bad time disappearing, so I don't think she was in on it. But it's just something is very oddly fishy about the workers here. Well, yeah, given given that the only guy who was like, hey, this is bad news bears is dead strung up from the roof. Also, the comment about, oh, those bodies have been here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. So, as you're bracing against the door, an unfortunate place to be at the moment, as the hand comes through and you feel it slice across the top Ooh. of your shoulder, like your right shoulder, drawing blood and doing three damage God. to you. She starts swearing in this not very ladylike fashion. Yeah, it is three points of damage, meaning that is that is quite intense Ooh. amount of damage. Yeah! You feel blood dripping down your arm at this point. 
So would you like to stab it with a knife? <laughs> yes, I would like to stab the hand with a knife. Okay, are you right-hand dominant by any chance? I don't know if I've noted, but I'm gonna say yeah, just because I've been gesturing and I will actually remember that I'm right-handed. Okay, I'm gonna make you roll with a penalty to attack oh. with the knife. Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah. All right. You don't fumble it, obviously. But it's not great. <laughs> She's not used to stabbing things that are that close to her face. Yeah. So, it's taken you by surprise. And as you try and go at it with your knife, you really are having... You're having it rough. Stabbing at it. You miss. And... You almost lose hold of your knife, and you know that you need to probably bandage up this wound ASAP. Can I look for an exit out of here? I'm thinking the window, but if I do, I'm gonna like, obviously, like take like a rug or something and put it over the windowsill so we don't touch the mushrooms. But is there anything I can look for outside of that? Like, would that be a spot hidden? Yes, real spot hidden. Oof. As you look around the room, you don't find anything. Cool. I grab a rug off the floor and toss it over the windowsill, and I check and see what sort of exit this is going to look like. So there's one rug in the room, and as you pick it up, you you find that there seems to be this trap door. <laughs> you genius, Gabriella! I that was not my intention. Yes. I know it wasn't, and Wait. I'm surprised. <laughs> Gabriella, I will kiss you after this. That's weird. I would rather you not touch me, and I'd rather we survive. Deckard, at this point, you've gotten the chest of drawers in front of the door. Okay, that'll help. Oh, good, because De- Deckard's still pissed off that Victoria got hurt because of this, so he's still going to shoot through the Okay, hole. let's get... Oh. Okay, roll, roll for shooting. Roll for gun. Roll gun. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't shoot the people that Deckard's with. You don't hurt the people that Deckard's with. That pisses him yeah. off. Damn it! Still another miss. I'm, I'm still, still waiting miss. to see what this legendary pissed off Deckard looks like. <laughs> Deckard and Victoria you... were not prepared for this, so we're all kind of thrown off. Oh no, we're absolutely thrown off. This is going buck wild. As you fire the gun, Victoria, you you just kind of. Feel a bullet just go past your head. Oh, damn. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. Deckard almost has a heart it's attack. Fine. We're fine. Yeah, there's a trap door, Gabriella. I'd prefer you not try and shoot me next time. Yeah, I fling it open and I turn to, I turn to Deckard and go, You're not shooting unless you have a clear shot and you're standing on both legs. Do you understand me? Deckard's like, I, Yes, I agree with the sentiment. Let's just go through the trap door. Yeah, Victoria, flashlight on, is peering down the trap door to make sure there's not something more terrifying down there. Yeah, this is, we're not going into a worse situation. Wait, what's down there? You can't see anything down there. It is pitch black. Uh... But it's at this point that you see something in the window. I hate that. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> trap door it is. I uh, grab Bosco and I kind of hoist him on my sh- I like I put him over my shoulders like fireman's carry and just go down the, the ladder. Alrighty. As you go down, Victoria and Deckard, you are stuck in this room at the moment. Do you want to go down the trap hole? Or would you like to know what's in the window? <laughs> I 
feel like Victoria's gonna check what's in the window, because that could be a threat. Alright, so you look at what's in the window. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Roll sanity, please. Yes, I love awesome. that. I love that Gabriella keeps missing the clearly like nightmare shit because it makes being a skeptic even easier. I pass. You take one sanity loss. Oh goody. Deckard's gotta look out the window too. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> he has to. He's awesome. What's good? Deckard's just how convenient. Gabriella. Oh, it's for perfect. This. Yeah, heart success. You're fine. You take the one sanity loss as well. <laughs> oh, I still lose one. As you see this amalgamation. Oh no. Oh no. Creeping into the uh, window. It's like the slime-esque sort of thing. And it starts to take form as it enters into the room of Deckard Kane. <laughs> Gabriella, faster, faster! Is it Deckard Kane or Deckard Lazarus? Deckard Lazarus, Deckard. Oh, Deckard man. Lazarus. Uh, uh, so, so, De so Deckard just Deckard is just going to look at. I think this would probably be the first incarnation of a. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Deckard just goes for the trap door. You you dive into the trap door and roll roll a um, sleight of hand for me. Oh, yay! Of course. Woo. You're just leaving Victoria there to die. Thanks. <laughs> it was so close. Oh, Victoria, have you not gone down yet? She hasn't gone down yet. Victoria, okay, so you see, no. you see Decker just like dive into the <laughs> hole, and then would you like to go down the hole too? Yeah, she she's she's going she's going down. She's try, gonna try and close it after her. And is there like a rope or something attached to it? It's like a ladder, right? Nope. No, oh, no it's just a hole. Just a door. It is a hole with a slide. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I went down the slide with Bosco on my shoulder, so... Well, I meant to, like, close the trap door. Oh, yeah, it's it's just this pull rope that's on the top of it. Roll slide of hand, please. Because her thing is, as she goes, she is just going to grab onto that rope, and if she needs to, she will just dangle off of it. <laughs> Keep the door shut. Slide of hand. It's going great. Not Right? You miss it. Wow. Man, it's going great. I'm succeeding where it counts. Which is sanity. <laughs> you all fall down the hole. We're gonna go ahead and take a 10 minute break. <laughs> Good stuff. You have been listening to Beyond the Crumbling Veil, a Call of Cthulhu 7e actual play podcast by Styx Helix Productions part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or Podchaser or wherever you're listening, because it helps people find us and we appreciate it so much. Beyond the Crumbling Veil is DM'd by John Foman of Sticks Helix Productions. Deckard Lazarus is played by Brian from Dungeons & Pop. Gabriella Slaughter is played by Ian, who you can find in actual plays near you, and is at Ian Caliente on Twitter. And Victoria McGuire is played by Brianna Jean, who you can find at Brianna Jeans on Twitter. And doing many of the other shows on Pseudonym Social. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? 
something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python. Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old-school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. <laughs>